0: This is Bible Talk Walk. I'm trying a new hands-free thing. Um, it works when I call um, my family, but I don't know if it's going to work uh, you know, for podcasts. Um, I'll try to speak up, but I don't know. I'm going to have to review this one. Um, I'm using a broken headphone, and so that's why. But, you know, it's not about the equipment. It's about, you know, just doing it right. about John Chrystostom. Okay, I think I heard somewhere he, he learned from, I don't know who he learned from, but either him or Cassian. So John Christos, One of them was a, I heard on a, uh, oh, they're like some Eastern Orthodox guys. Um, maybe Byzantine, I don't know. They, uh, they have a pod, Lord of Spirits, Heard that one of them was like a uh, uh it was I don't know one of them was the first like saint um that was canonized in Rome I can't I don't know if it was, I I don't know maybe it was Cassian I think but they, in one of the lectures I was listening to they were talking about both Cassian and John Chrysostom and it just confused me. So, regardless, I I was listening, one thing I heard from another completely different lecture on John Christostom, um, just by this like random guy, I think he was just a philosopher, not even really necessarily Christian or whatever, but he said, um, this is probably the coolest quote ever. Put your sword. Oh, oh! Don't get angry. Don't get overly angry at man. But if you're gonna be angry at somebody, be angry at you know. Put your put your sword through Satan's chest. So, that's actually a pretty good one. It it actually went into some interesting stuff um, from uh, some spiritual warfare studies I've been looking into as well. Uh, They're a little bit different than what I'm... Every scripture connected to everything, but you know that it's all there. There's tons of scriptural backing for everything that we do. Um, I have heard a Franciscan monk, or no, not a monk, but a brother, say that they are sometimes scrupulous, um, but not the whole lot of them. Just maybe like the, some of the people that listen to them, they end up acting scrupulous, um, not. He was referring to not the positive version of scripture, more like the sin. long you're going to be angry, like, 30 minutes, an hour, like, don't, don't be angry, don't let the sun go down, anything. and, uh, it's not good to be angry, it's, it's better to say, okay, this is not that person, it's, it's literally, There's like a whole prayer thing. like a liturgical service, or like it's just a hands-on prayer. So that I I have heard of it, and I, uh, I read the stuff uh, associated with it, but um, I I can't remember exactly where it's happening. It's very I mean, and apparently I think it works. I mean, you think about it. I mean, And I was just saying that the connection to uh, you know and really I mean the apostles were called sons of I think they were called the sons of Satan at times because and you think about it the apostles we are not better than I mean I, I can't see how I haven't met very many I saw this one spot that somebody you could tell they were hunting there, and uh, it looks like the farmer finally had it. It looks like he just put like a crap ton of. I wonder if it's just rock, but it looks like he put coal. Like maybe the person wasn't supposed to be hunting there. So they put some coal. Let's see. Um Yeah, Jack Chrysostom, very cool guy. Um I just started listening to some of his stuff. Um Golden Mouth uh, I've heard I people say. Um Yeah, I think that'll be a, a good goal. I I um vocation stuff, uh just my personal opinion. I, I, right now, is I think it's always good to just confess pride, but at the same time to stay zealous, dream, uh, open spaces, kind of uh, Carmelite I said that once, uh, focusing on that, just the open freedom. Uh, but then also, you know, keep confessing pride. But then, uh, really, I think it's good to take on the tyranny, even within yourself and within your own. Um, the churches, but not in a woke emphasis on freedom where it's like godless liberalization more like a relentless uh, perseverant you know, Christ-like uh, really trying to be Christ-like but if you have any hurdles in the way people that aren't really helping you out just working with them where where they are helping you and uh, continue you know to uh, try to be humble, but confessing pride and, and kind of continuing to, um, you know, do what I said before that, and just uh, try to pursue your dreams, so shalom. All right, this is Bible Talk Walk. Uh, my hands-free stuff is actually working pretty good. Uh, you know, I'm on a broken headphone, and it's all good, and uh, nobody likes it anyway, but it uh, apparently is safer, maybe. I don't know. Um, I think it's just heavy-handed, um, tyr- tyrannical, uh, false democracy. But, that's the Democratic Party. So, anyway, um, it'd be cool if there was, like, godly Democrats again. That'd be cool. You'd have to basically just say, okay, no more Democrats. It's actually Republicans are now Democrat, or no, Rhinos are now Democrats, and just, like, completely just... Consider the Democratic Party, like, the in, like uh, we're the ones that have absolutely no say, like the Green Party, where they're just, they're not even a thing, but then again, you'd have to say, you'd have to actually make everyone on the Democratic Party, like, clinically insane, and, you know, uh, have them get help, basically, um, for the rest of their life. Unless they have a complete change. So that That's pretty much what's going to have to happen. Um, yeah. Uh, unless people can clarify and really uh, make sense and, and not be completely insane. Uh, so anyway, um, a lot of insanity going on, unfortunately. And hopefully uh, there will be better stuff in the future. But... um Looking at this uh, SUV for sale. Um, actually, I don't know if it's for sale. There's no sign on there anymore. Um, it's, like it's just sitting in somebody's driveway. On a cord. um Yeah, I should probably get that. It's car. Oh, it is for sale. It's on a busy road, so there's probably nobody actually. Ah, uh, yeah, I don't think it has a three rows. So, I always love those uh, SUVs with three rows because you know you got the when you when the kids get older, or whatever, you, you know, you're driving people. They gotta like roll into the back seat. It's like way easier than putting the seat down. But when you put the seat down, like, you, people always get their, like, foot caught or whatever. And it's, like, practically, like, have to have, like, knee surgery afterwards. But it's it's cool. Like, a kid, they can just, like, roll into the back seat. It's almost, like... like it's, just, it's just exhilarating. It's practically parkour. So, anyway. Um... Bible talk walk. Let's get back on topic here. Um... So, I need to really zero in on some practicals, um, because at the end of the day, practicals are good things to kind of stem off of. Um, let's see, uh, I learned a big thing today, um, trying to, more like entry level, getting into um, Pelagius versus Augustine the Council of orange and two things I really want to take note of and start learning more about uh, so there's a couple statements by John Cassian and I, I didn't I had to like rewind it a couple times listening to this um, it was like council 13 or 14 on uh, I think it was in the Council of Orange or something, or, or some kind of document, from Cassian, I think John Cassian. And uh, it was to, you know, and he, he's a saint, but you wonder some people might consider him a semi-Pelagian. Not in the, not in the sense where it's like an in-between between Augustine and Pelagius. It's like if people were semi-Pelagian, they were considered heretics. <laughs> Bottom Bottom line, or you know, bottom line. So, some people have considered John. Cass- I think Cassian. He said a heretic, uh, but that's completely false. And uh, they, they use like one thing he said. Um, I think it was in yeah the the thirteen or fourteen. anyway, it's like the only Spotify, uh, Council of Orange, um, semi-plegian, uh, Armenian Calvinist podcast, or whatever, it's like an hour long, and it was good, but it, it, you know, it didn't really, the, the big things I got out of it were, were the, I didn't know there was, um, I think his name is, uh, Felix? St. Felix, is it? Uh, Or St. Faustus? I think it was St. Faustus. But I'm probably getting that mixed up with something weird. Something like, Faustus? What is that? I don't know. Or is it Felix? Well, there was a saint around that time. It starts with an F. And he was kind of the main guy. Because, I guess, Cassian, maybe he was part of something there. Second like Council warrant or something. These things that I'm so gray about, but in that podcast, you could tell because the guy sounds like a nerd. No offense. But he sounds like a nerd and he doesn't communicate very clearly. Uh, he's really slow sounding, but not in like a good way. But, you know, i good on him, you know, for doing anything because honestly, no one else is even approaching the, this stuff. And it This might actually be the root cause of this Gnostic death cult stuff going on. (laughs) So, I don't know if Gnosticism might be related to semi-Pelagianism or, uh, you know, what what not. But uh, yeah, this is all important to like, at least think about um, the, the topics. You don't have to agree with me because I'm like, shooting bird shots everywhere, I don't know I'm flurrying all over the place at these aliens, apparently there's a bunch of aliens running around flying around, you know, I'm like alright, good old Americans going to start shooting flurries at you if you don't cut it out, you know but spiritual flurries, they'd be like we're going to shoot you down with Mirka, but not nationalism because we don't believe in that, we believe in, you know, the Lord you know, Ipulius Unum that's But in the right way. Not in like a false doctrine way where we're Eurocentric only. But we're not liberals. So we we do respect Europe. But at the same time, you know, we're not retards. And we know the gospel expanded south. But not just south, like in the way I just said it, which is totally European descent. But I'm talking south like in Egypt and all that good stuff. Ethiopia, you know. God bless I, what about I that? Like, you know what I mean? So, you know, it's all good, and, and we know the truth. That Merkant, you know, people just in the Midwest that are trying to hold it down. We got the Alexander Campbell moving all that good stuff, and uh, all this Reformation, and all, that and all that bad stuff. A horrible, Gnostic death call all that. But you know. But the church, the true church, it's like we pray that it's so simple. Hopefully it's so simple. The true church is just Roman Catholic church. Because Peter went to Rome. That's legit, you know. It's bone worship stuff. it's, It's not, it's veneration. You know, we're not worshiping. But at the same time, it makes me think. I had this thought the other day. Okay, so... Are the apostles in the bosom of Abraham? Are they in purgatory? In a good version of it, maybe. Or maybe a version where they're they're suffering for the sake of others, because I've heard of that. You know, because they there's no assumption that they talk about. I think they are, yeah, sure, in heaven, and it's all dandy, like everybody says. And they'll come back as the elders. Or maybe there's an in-between time. I don't know. I'm just thinking about all these random things, because just the fact that it, it doesn't I haven't seen it really in scripture or in reality, like in tradition. Like Mary assumed and Jesus assumed or, you know, he ascended. I don't know. There's probably a difference in terminology assuming and ascending. But uh, these are all great questions for random uh, doctors and stuff that do podcasts. People can just ask all that stuff. Anyway, um, I had a whole bag of chips today and it was good. Um, you know, as far as things to think about, that's what I'm talking about with a bag of chips. Um, no, actually I did have, a, I had a fish sandwich instead. Um, for real. Because it's Friday, you know, you're not supposed to have meat, right? I don't know. Just, i just trying to be as efficacious as possible because you can't figure out anything and I need Jesus. And, uh, you know, Jesus said even at certain times, like, there's some evil forces. You gotta pray and fast and uh it's just like what are we up against some people say oh we're all losing tremendously so it's like we got to get it together and uh that on all fronts i, I think honestly we just got to keep an open mind to christendom and and not be uh putting people down all over the place but really looking for the truth in absolutely every angle especially within christendom especially within you know i'd say the catholic church or the Roman Catholic Church, and and in different aspects of it, Um, and uh, really just keeping an open mind to what is the truth, but but not getting tied up in this, like, liberal synodality stuff, really standing firm on things, but keeping an open mind, because, you know, everybody has the right to be wrong, so, and we might be wrong occasionally, so, and I might be, you know, in a lot of things, but uh, in, in some things, I'm pretty sure I'm right. Uh, Based off what I've studied and and what other people have affirmed me in that aren't clinically insane and that aren't um, uh, jerks, you know. I think being a jerk, you might still be right, but honestly, you might not have the Spirit of God if you're a complete jerk. Uh, Jesus wasn't a complete jerk. Uh, Sometimes he was direct with people like the Pharisees and the Sadducees, things like that. But anyway, uh, show love. And, uh, you know, I guess be direct with other jerks, but uh, don't be a jerk. Because I don't think Jesus was a jerk. I think he's probably a very loving person. Um, Still is. You know, right hand of the Father and somehow mysteriously through transubstantiation. And uh, that's something I really want to look into um, even more all the time. I want to find out what is this battle that happened with the Calvinists even that they they have the right to be wrong because of this battle they did that's the one big thing I want to figure out in the semi-pelagian thing I want to I want to put these things to rest because they have to be creeping in because I've heard people that are way smarter than I will probably ever be say that these are not not the battle but that the battle is the kinetic issue that we're facing probably but the uh with the Gnostic death cult and stuff like that, hyper Calvinism, etc. But um, there was that battle in the ref- I don't know Reformation time was a big one. They basically said, okay, we believe Jesus at the right hand of the Father, and that's that. We fought for that, and therefore I don't know if it was a Geneva battle or what. What the heck it was, but there's that, and then there's the, the issue with the semi Pelagianism. Uh, in every legalistic church, every church that says Two foot, one foot forward. We take one foot forward. Christ takes two. So therefore, it's legalistic. It's works righteousness. It's it's false doctrine. Instead of saying Christ takes first step, like uh, in Narnia with the lion, he says something like that. Um, And and then uh, God moves in our heart to take two steps. And so that is the big thing. That's the that's the big reason why I was practically a baptist version of uh uh i used to be baptist version of semi calvinist or just not armenian uh i used to because that argument and and the emphasis on the cross and uh not denying the emphasis of the cross uh as the um not trying to diminish the cross but then i just don't see that as true in the Roman Catholic Church anymore because i i see a more of an emphasis on the cross actually and even in a tangible way in the Roman Catholic Church and just a much more rich heritage of the cross and uh and, and more truth behind the cross not just the the cross for the cross's sake as an idol uh i actually see less idolatry in the truth behind uh the The worship of Christ on the cross and the veneration of the actual cross, physically cross, uh, I see way more, less idolatry than somebody that would minimize the cross by emphasizing uh, just the cross as their theological statement and uh, in order to try to say that they are trying to um not minimize the cross by uh having that as their um as their non-participatory uh penal substitutionary atonement versus what i believe now is is more of a participatory Full truth of the gospel, um, venal substitutionary atonement, uh, where yeah we are interconnected with Christ in his participation in that sacrifice, uh, and uh, kind of like the guy that helped carry the cross with Christ, and um, and all the disciples that were martyred, and just the whole tradition of martyrdom and. I think i'm putting that to rest uh I, I don't have as big of issue about um my belief in venal substitutionary atonement over penal substitutionary atonement. i think it sounds funny and it makes people think weirdly uh because of the actual nature of the words but um it makes more sense uh now i haven't read the dissertation by my professor from great lake from uh cornstone Theolo- uh grand rapids theological seminary that our only African-American uh, professor in the seminary, who it was probably a really good dissertation on penal substitutionary atonement. Dr. Whitmer would probably have some really good stuff too over there. Uh, but I haven't read that, and I haven't looked into his beliefs on that too much. But uh, I imagine uh, they probably don't hold weight. Um, but they'd be way smarter than me, so it's going to sound way more like they are right. Uh, Or they're probably going to have a lot of good points. So, to emphasize the cross, which is actually the goal. So, anyway, um, yeah, I don't know. Maybe maybe there'll be like a huge debate someday, like the Augustine Pelagius thing, where everybody's going to end up being semi-venal substitutionary atonement and semi-penal substitutionary atonement as a kind of like a hypostatic union thing, where it's like fully... Penal substitutionary atonement and fully venal substitutionary atonement, but but it's but it's they're each individual, but they they can't be connected because if they're if they're too much uh, one or the other, kind of like the debates with the hypostatic union. I, I don't know, maybe maybe it'll be a balanced thing like that, or maybe it'll be a balanced thing like the Augustine Pelagius thing, where it's like no, it's got to be venal substitutionary atonement because Scott Hahn said it or, and he's way smarter, and he met, he met the Pope, uh, Padre Pio, or I think, or one of those popes back in the day, and so, you know, he was actually physically there, he shook his hand and prayed with him, so it's got to be venal substitutionary substitution atonement, no, I don't know, so anyway, there's my charisma, there's my charm, uh, don't trust people with charm, even though they're smart, and they're good people, uh, but I, I like to be direct with them, especially when they're know-it-alls, but God bless them, God bless us all, because we need Jesus, and we are all a bunch of know-it-alls that don't know anything, and uh, praise God that he knows us, and we can know him, and uh, we can uh, allow him to know us through a personal relationship with him, Uh, but that is uh, especially important in interpersonal relationships with one another, and with Christ, and and communal relationships with Christ, because that's, that's what it's all about. It's not about us. And it's not just us and him. It's, it's a kingdom. It's a body. It's a fellowship. It's prayer times together. Uh, but most importantly, it's, it's all that plus the pursuit of the sacraments, which are God's grace given to us, which that's what I'm trying to do. But I need prayer for that myself and, uh, my family, especially because you can't do it alone. Uh, cause if family's on a board, then it's just like, kicking against the goat or kicking or you know dead horse so anyway shalom